Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Wednesday of Holy Week and we're looking at the prophecy of Isaiah, understanding what it had to say then when it was written hundreds of years before Jesus was born, as well as what it's got to say to us today. Wonderful, wonderful words of God and tremendous promises which we as God's people are able to uh, inherit. And um, there are so many of these wonderful uh, passages that we can't hope to um, look at all of them. But I'm showing you that you can take the promises because Jesus is the yes and the amen to all the promises of God. You can take the promises from these scriptures and apply them to yourself. It's a perfectly valid thing to do because these are the eternal words of God and Jesus is the yes and the amen to all the promises of God. In chapter 49, verse 8, we read, This is what the Lord says, In the time of my favor I will answer you, and in the day of salvation I will help you. Wonderful promise. Now, you see, What does the New Testament teach us? That today is the day of salvation. These prophetic words have been fulfilled in Jesus. So what is God saying to you as a believer today? In the time of my favor, I will answer you. Well, this is the time of his favor. God's grace has already been established. So his purpose is to answer you, no matter what your need, as you cry out to him, his purpose is to answer you. In the day of salvation, I will help you. This is the day of salvation. It is here, here and now. We are a saved people. So what is God's promise? I will help you. And he goes on to to talk about what he wants to do in the nation. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people, to restore the land and to reassign its desolate inheritances, to say to the captives, come out, and to those in darkness, be free. Now, of course, this speaks about Jesus. He came to establish the new covenant with his blood. And um, uh, he came to restore the land. He came to set the captives free. He came to liberate people from darkness. But then you see, because we belong to the new covenant, we also share in those tasks and in those great privileges and in the promises that go with them. So God wants to use us as his believers, as his children, to restore our land. Why should we see our society degenerate in the way that it is at present? Why should we see more and more ungodly laws being passed? Why should we see more and more bondage in the lives of people? When we as a people can rise up and exercise our spiritual authority and rule and reign in the name of Jesus. But of course, the only way that that all that can happen is through a people of faith. And I'm going to jump on now to um, uh, chapter 50 and verse 7 because I'm just drawing out some of these promises for you today. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. So he promises that he will help. And if, if I step out in faith and trust him, he will not allow me to have egg on my face. He will not allow me be, to be disgraced. He will help me and he will fulfill whatever word he speaks through me. So the scripture says, Therefore have I set my face like flint, and I will know I will not be put to shame. 
I mean, isn't that wonderful? You see, apply that to yourself, believe it, and you will actually see the outworking of it. As I keep explaining to you, I've applied these words of promise to my life for years and seen the power of God as a result. And, um, you know, the scripture says in, in chapter 51, verse 6, my salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. And what has God done? He's taken hold of us and he's made us part of that salvation. And we are his righteousness. So we're living in something that has eternal significance and will never fail. And you know, the Lord says, when I called him, he was but one, and I blessed him and made him many. You see, that is true of Jesus, but it's true of you. God wants you to be a blessing to many. He wants you to bear fruit 30, 60, 100 times that which was sown. They're all wonderful, wonderful words of promise. And yes, they look not only to the present, but to the future. So we read in verse 11 of chapter 51, the ransomed of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Now, I expect all believers that are listening to me now believe that, say, yes, I believe that. I believe those are the promises of God that shall be fulfilled at the end, in the, uh, when, when Jesus comes again, that I am one of those whom the Lord has ransomed. I will enter Zion. I will enter the heavenly Jerusalem with singing. Everlasting joy will crown my heads. Gladness and joy will overtake me, and sorrow and sign will flee away. But actually, there's a present application for those words, as well as a future. And if you, if you believe those words for yourself, then why not believe all the other promises? Why just pick out that and say, oh yes, that will be true for me when Jesus comes again? Well then, all these other words can also be true for you. All these other promises can also impact your life. You see, it's not a question of saying, well, you know, just some of it will be fulfilled, but, but I, I don't know that I can really apply all these wonderful words to my life. Why not? Uh, God wants to do wonderful, wonderful things in your life. He says in, at the beginning of verse 12 of chapter 51, I, even I, am he who comforts you. And to comfort is to strengthen. You see, I love to take scriptures like that um, and say, oh, yes, I know the Lord is talking to me. I sort of sit in my prayer room and I say, I, even I, am he who comforts you, who strengthens you, Colin. I mean, it's wonderful. It's tremendous. Why? Because the words of God are life to he who finds them, we read in Proverbs, and healing to a man's whole body. You see, there's life in those words. Do you believe that he is the Lord who gives comfort, who gives strength, who is with you no matter what situation you're in, and he is the one who is going to work everything out for you? Well, then take these words and apply them to yourself. It's, it's wonderful how, how alive these scriptures are become when you actually believe them. That's the secret. You say we apply them to ourselves, Colin, but how important is it also to put them in context? Well, as you see, there's the two contexts that I've been talking about. There's the historical context of what God was saying at the time. 
there's the future context of, of what God is saying to the whole um, nation of Israel. There's the way that God will work out his purposes in the future. But what needs to concern you and I is not an academic study of the word of God, but to realize that the word of God is God's voice to us now. And he communicates his life and his will through his words. My life, my words are life to he who finds them, healing to a man's whole body. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. So let's receive the spirit and let's receive the life. Let's understand that all these scriptures are words of truth and knowing the truth sets us free. So we we can learn so much about God uh, from these uh, scriptures. For example, in in um, in verse 22 of chapter 51, this is what your sovereign Lord says, your God who defends his people. See, I have taken out of your hand the cup that made you stagger. From that cup, the groblet of my wrath, you will never drink again. It's wonderful, you see, that he is the sovereign Lord who defends his people. He sees the problems that make us stagger. He sees the, what, what happened when we lived without him, when we were still under the judgment of God because of our sins. We were living under condemnation. And he's saying, well, now you know me. I am your Lord. I am your Father. I am your Defender. And I take out of your hand that cup that once you drank from. Now he's given us a new cup. It's the cup of salvation. And as we read in in Psalm 23, that cup is to overflow. It's to overflow with the blessings and, and the riches and resources of the Lord. So you see, um, in in verse 15, I read, I have put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand. I, I think that's wonderful. Then it says, I who set the heavens in place, who laid the foundations of the earth and who say to Zion, you are my people. Now, of course, we are part of Zion as, uh, as uh, the church of Jesus Christ. So, you see, I, I have absolutely no hesitation in taking these words, applying them to myself, and I've seen the power of God in my life as a result because I know that God says to me personally, I have put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand. You are living under my care. You're living under my protection. You don't have to fear what lies ahead of you. And then he says, I who set the heavens in place and laid the foundations of the earth. You see, the one who says to me, I put my words in your mouth, is the one who created the whole universe. The one who says, I've covered you with the shadow of my hand, is the one who has created the earth and everything in it. I mean, if he has that kind of power, surely I can believe in his power and in his love for me because he's called me to serve him. He's called me to belong to him. And whatever he says, I can believe it. All I have to do, you see, is to take his word and apply it to my life. This is what I'm trying to impress upon everybody, that if you just look at this as, as a historic document of Israel uh, hearing a prophet speak to them 700 years ago, then that's all it will ever be to you. But if you see it the, as the living word of God, that you have now been incorporated into Israel, that Jesus is the yes and the amen to all the promises of God, then there's wonderful, wonderful promises for you here. And I, I just encourage or everyone who's listening, go through these books of Isaiah. Just 
Just mark in your Bible the particular promises that seem to be relevant for you, and then just spend a few minutes every day repeating those promises over and over at the beginning of your time of prayer, and just see what a wonderful difference that makes to the faith with which you pray and to the way in which you meet with God. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 